0: Information you can trust, stories you can relate to, and tips and tactics you can apply on your next adventure. Hunting, fishing, camping, and everything in between. This is the Battle Mountain Podcast. I appreciate you, obviously, coming over here, hopping on the podcast here at uh, 2020, ATA. I might bleep all that out because maybe we don't want people to know we were here. I'd let them know, you know. Shoot, right. Shoot, why
1: not? Yeah. Real
0: is real. Truth is truth. And yeah. And nothing I, to be ashamed of. Yeah. I just actually got this whole entourage of crap what were you,
1: <laughs> what were you recording on
0: before oh, man because when you and i did it it was via the phone right right so when i would do them in person before it was just wireless lav mics oh
1: okay that's and, what i started doing uh, and it really first. wasn't
0: that bad honestly i was i was quite surprised i went back and listened to some of them no. i i was more so worried about all this mm-hmm. excess noise which it's not as loud here as it is at western western no. hunt is loud loud it's
1: that's because you got two uh, bro shows going on at each end of the bu- each end of the building and it just kind of just whoo, resonates yeah. through the entire tunnel i mean the way that building's laid out in that big L. it's
0: like if you're sitting in the wrong spot you can really hear what's going on bad so. bad so yeah so i just i don't know i think it'd be fun to just talk hunting like no. i don't i don't really care where we go um and I'd like to maybe talk about your experience on that bike. Just get your thoughts. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, these guys are being awesome and let me do podcasts here, so love to...
1: Yeah, I mean, this is great to be able to just pull up camp right here in the nice little spot.
0: It works so. wicked. So I uh, I met them through the podcast. I had okay. uh, one of the owners on, and actually a podcast that never even got aired. Because really? I, said, I said, hey, as soon as you guys change your name, I'll air that podcast oh. and let everybody know that you changed your name. And they're like, that sounds awesome. And then or listen to it, it's backcountry e-bike, every country e-bike. And they're like, mm. I told Brian Cause that. Because they he, weren't
1: conditioned to the change yeah.
0: yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they hadn't changed yet. And he goes, well, maybe we don't want to hear that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, we'll just do a new one. So yeah. You just
1: put the put the stress on you to edit it out. Every, it's like some of the comor- truck dealership commercials that run, they cut out the scion at the end of it or whatever. Yeah. It's like backcountry, back coat. You know, exactly. Cut That'd be awkward.
0: Eep. Yeah. No. But, yeah, so I just, and then I filmed a couple hunts for them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and talking with her, just from a, uh, you
1: know, I know nothing about the company or the brand or anything else. But right. from, from a brand standpoint, man, that name change to me, it, if you didn't know the backstory behind it, I'd be like, yeah, it's a brilliant brand change. Brilliant right. name change. It's catchy. It's a smart move, and it's uh, unfortunate that their hand was forced that way, but, like, uh, she was, I forgot her name. Uh, uh, Terry. Terry. As Terry was saying, you know, it was kind of like. You know, one of those things that feels like it was almost meant to be. You know, or kind of an inspired change there. So
0: yeah, and I mean, uh, I mean, how much easier to put on a logo or a business card or something than backcountry e-bikes? You know, so that was kind of an interesting story that you shared. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't know that yours used to be Hunter spelled out. I I guess it was honestly. I think your change was so seamlessly, and this is no kidding that because I remember I got called Tim. I've been watching you guys and Remy, and for Probably since day one, you know, watching you guys. And I was like, that's so cool. They're filming themselves.
1: <laughs> yeah, if you actually look at the trademark registries, so I have two registered trademarks on it. The the first one is on Solo Hunters spelled out. And the actual mark is modeled after the, old, the Beatles logo, you know, where you had the Solo, small Solo, and then Hunters with the big T in the middle. And that's actually a, a registered trademark for Solo Hunters. And so then, um, you know, years later, as I, I meet Joel Pilcher was my brand manager at the time, and we decided to go through a rebrand and change things up. You know, change at you know change the logo, and and we crunched everything down to solo H N T R. You know, as a shorter moniker, kind of balanced everything out. looked really cool, and and uh, you know, so we made that change at that point. So
0: yeah, and I, I like you say it's it's I think it's neat how it does balance because I'm sitting here looking at your hat, mm-hmm. obviously, you know, and the four and four on each side mm-hmm. of your. The guy with the, the big mule deer there in the mm. middle and it just you're right because if that was h-u-a-t-e-r a little, a little it'd off, be a balance. off balance yeah. yeah yeah i don't know
1: I, i've never been afraid of change you know i've had lo- i've changed the logos up a bazillion times just because uh, right that's my personality is not one to just <laughs> let something rest you know i have but, not
0: noticed <laughs> yeah all well, good yeah at the
1: end of the day it really doesn't matter i'm a content company you know for the most part right. aside from a few pro- a few products and. Uh, at that point it doesn't really matter people are engaged in the content right. and they can resonate with with what the brand represents and their right. hunting style their lifestyle and whatever it is yeah so.
0: to hell with it I, and I'm yeah. actually in the process as well as you know like I don't have as big a following as maybe you guys but I mean 17 to 20,000 followers is still it's still a few yeah and I switched you know my main handle to my media company and I'm in the process of a new logo as well cuz I, I, like you fuck it it's like yeah, well seriously you know mm-hmm. i'm like i i saw this other logo and i was like that logo looks cool it's catchy and mine is kind of like eh, whatever <laughs> I, i've always really been drawn
1: to the one name monikers you know the one name brands yeah uh, i think there's just some ease to it you know from a, a management standpoint there's it's really cool catchy hits hard you know yeah. so I've, I've always been drawn to those and in some ways you know you're looking at you wish wish maybe you could have done something like that you know but uh maybe i don't know i just like those better than a two or three word right word company
0: i think the same thing every time i say my company battle mountain media i think the same thing i'm like man if i could somehow put that into a shorter thing not like you can call it the bmms right (laughs) the the bm yeah exactly i just like i'm i don't know how you could make it any shorter and And it's, it's kind of cool because I grew up in an itty, itty, bitty town. I mean, like 350 people, you know. My, my graduate class had nine kids. Well, you, oh, wow. Geez. <laughs> yeah, small. That's
1: great. <laughs> so my town was 100 and, 101 at the time. My town, town. Okay. But the school encompassed the county. Okay. Actually, it combined two counties. No, one, one school was in one county. The other was in the other county. And kids would kind of cross whatever, right. so, so we graduate. The one school graduated 19 at one end of the valley. The school on the other end, I think, we graduated 41 or something. Okay,
0: like that, so gotcha. Yeah, I mean, so so we're right same there. stuff, yeah, same small small stuff, and yeah. and outside that town there is Battle Mountain, mm-hmm. and. And it, I mean, and there's all kinds of people that know Battle Mountain for Battle, Battle Mountain.
1: Battle Mountain Wyoming, though, right? Yeah. Not, not Nevada?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Bat- gateway to the I got left. that question oh, several did. times on YouTube. Are, are you from Nevada?
1: Well, so Battle Mountain media popped up in my news feed because obviously I follow you. Right. And I was like, who, who are these guys out of Nevada? Is I've this never guy? followed anybody <laughs> from there. Who is this? You know, so I'm like, what can I'm like, that's Zach. What the
0: heck? Yeah, yeah. And I, I tried to make a post about changing, but you know how that goes it's just one post and nobody really sees it uh, again but. I
1: don't uh, I think when you're a media company I think people are following they're following you, what you're putting out what you're out. doing right you know like I was very engaged by the last couple of weeks when you're putting out the film jobs that you had done throughout the, the season and cool. the people that you had filmed which I thought was cool you know because I've got some common relationships with some of those guys and um, that's what I think people are engaged in is in right. your content Uh Name, name is just a, you know, like right. for me it was like, oh, who's this? Okay, Zach, no problem. Yeah, you know, right. It's like kind of,
0: right. Well, and and so back to like the Battle Mountain. You know, everybody knows outside bags, Wyoming. There's Battle Mountain, and it is just like a steep, nasty, and it's just a big old plateau on top. I mean, in a in about a mile and a quarter-ish, mile and a half, you gain almost. 2200 feet i mean it's just like straight up from getting out the truck and my dad grew up hunting battle mountain and he has so many stories like they literally when they were kids they killed an elk they crawled inside the rib cage and rode it down the mountain like a sled really yeah so i mean they have so many mountain or stories about that and so it's got a lot of meaning you know yeah, what i mean yeah, and yeah. i was like What well, that's perfect well, that's where
1: you grew <laughs> up too you know that's yeah. cool like yeah I, I early on i thought about oh, lost river media or you know whatever else and so it was i was I, I, where i grew up was lost river valley the big lost river valley in central idaho and yeah but then i you know you start looking around there's tons of lost river stuff and so i kind of went away from that or whatever right. And then my production company actually the first First brand that I started was Country Born Productions, and that's still my pr- production company today. Okay. Is Country Born, and which kind of like, like that was me, you know, born in the country. I, right. I just I just liked that, and uh, but would have been cool to be Lost River Media too. I think. Right. Just the nostalgia of it. You it's know, a I'm cool so name. It really.
0: People is. at home would be <laughs> like, Yeah, Lost River Media. <laughs> we know that guy. Yeah. No. No. So, like, when mm. you were settling on Solo Hunter, was it? purely based off of the fact that you are solo there filming? So, yeah, it, solo was always
1: the word. It was always right. going to be solo. When I And actually when I when the opportunity came up to produce to submit the show to the Sportsman channel, I've told that story a, a few times on podcasts, I may have told it on yours, whatever. But the name solo was always there, but I hadn't settled on what exactly it might be, you know. Right. Um, and I think it was my one of my wife's good friends she was actually a, a writer she was a content writer for a lot of different companies and so she would help so we sat, I sat down with her and we discussed you know ideas and different things and then I wrote out the introduction to the first season episodes which I should publish that video again because it it uh, got nominated for best show open the very first season we were on the sportsman channel really that's
0: awesome it was really
1: cool you know talked about when you're out there by yourself you become who you really are different yeah. things um and uh, at that time when we were writing that, that's when I was like solo hunters, you know, we're just, we're just solo dudes out there. And so I just settled on solo hunters. That's cool. That point. And at that point there was a lot of us, you know, pro- providing content for, for that show. So.
0: Right. Well, and I think, <clears throat> I think it was definitely obviously a smart move because I mean, what better to say that it's you and only you, there's mm-hmm. no one following me around than solo, right? Right. I mean...
1: Well no one had really capitalized on the word solo other than solo cups and I mean at that Fred, point twelve Sol- years ago cups. or ten years what well, was ten years ago, you know. Um, there was nothing solo wasn't one of the solo wasn't a buzzword. Right. And now, I mean you go to even the the film festival last night, how many guys said solo or were solo filming and all that, like it was a Look lot of content. You've done. Yeah. A lot <laughs> of I don't I didn't do it. As as I'm sitting there, guess who I was sitting next to during the show? Jack Frost. <laughs> So I'm sitting here next to one of the possibly the greatest solo hunter in the world, you know, aside from hauling a camera around, and I'm feeling like, you know, respectful to him, like like nothing, and I'm looking up at this and saying, man, look at all, all these people are copying what you what you started, you know, yeah, right? And other people are tapping me on the shoulder and saying, hey, look, look, the, these guys couldn't have done this without you, or you know, they're you're always going to be the original And I'm like, <clears throat> I'm sitting next to one of the originals, right? You know? So, well,
0: and I and I think. As you know, there's, until somebody decides to put it out there for the world to see. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then once you decide that like you did, then it seems to people you are, you know.
1: We just, you know, and even to this day, there's guys out there hunting solo that are to crush me. You know, we just popularized the, right. the name of it or yeah. the calling of it. And then now that media is and, and social media and everybody can have a platform and all that, you know, it's a lot easier for you or anybody else what to out hunting but they're going to do something alone and the natural word is solo you Mm -hmm. know um josh moe he did a a film last night called loner which was a solo hunt you know him filming a solo hunt and going through talking about actually setting up the camera and the ups and the downs and all that which was really really cool and he used just a different word it's still the same thing right talking with him afterwards i thought
0: it was cool man that you know (laughs) when he was walking in that camera and he ate shit several times i was thinking I can't even count the yeah. number of times that's happened to me. Yeah. Camera yeah. on the tripod, whack! I'm like, look at the lens, it's broke. It's like, yeah. great. Yeah,
1: I, I follow him on Instagram as well, and you know I've, I had seen some of those shots and different things. I'm like, man, I feel your pain. But you know when I when I talk to him afterwards, you know, to congratulate him and stuff, the I I thought the name loner. That's a, that's a really cool take on it that um in my opinion doesn't take away from solo hunter at all and it, it adds to it right but it also right. separates him as his own individuality you know mm-hmm. it's something that that i told him i'm like you could brand that you could do something with that if that's you know something that you wanted to take off with yeah and he's like yeah but you were the first you know you did this and you know i'm like i i don't care about that i right. don't care if there's a thousand solo hunter solo hunter utah solo hunter usa solo hunter whatever else i don't care it doesn't it doesn't bother me
0: right um, well, that's the kind of person you are, too. Yeah. You know, I mean, there there are some people out there would be like, F you're, you're just copied, yeah. you know. hey, guess what?
1: I got a registered brand on that. Uh, you might want to change your name. Yeah, <laughs> we're not going to play that backcountry game. <laughs>
0: you know, oh, man. I don't, Boy, have the was... money
1: to, I don't have the money to fight it.
0: <laughs> yeah, there you go. Boy, that was quite a mess, wasn't it? Yeah. But, <clears throat> so, you know, it's just speaking a little bit about the actual filming itself, mm-hmm. at what point is at what point are you like hey it's time to turn off the camera you know what i mean like you're on the drive there and you're like honestly most driving clips suck mm-hmm. the background the, it's just so mm-hmm. loud the camera's shaky and you know like at what point you're like kate hey, it's time to start filming Okay, I've had enough, yeah. I've, got, I've got enough of the shots or whatever, yeah. um, now it's time to focus on getting close and, and then, yeah. then getting that, you know, like, at, at what point is that, you yeah. know? E-
1: early on, we kind of established that we wanted the hunt to start in the field and end in the field, right. you know, just because every, at that point when, when Remy and I started, everybody else was the loading the truck, the going through the airport, getting the bags, showing up at the lodge, eating breakfast. Seven and a half minutes into it you see your first deer or elk you know right. and so at that point that's just because that's what everybody was doing because Waddell kind of changed the format of, of outdoor television him mm. and Lee and Tiffany and that like ten years ago that's when it all changed to kind of that you know upbeat uh, cutaways to a host in studio type of a thing right um, but they were all showing the, the what goes into the hunt which it which was really really cool but it was being Overdone, or It was being done so much that we just wanted to be that much different and pull right. away from it. So my mind has always led to I don't really even think about turning on the camera until I'm pretty much walking up to my camp or whatever else or leaving the truck um, because I wanted the imagery to be in the field and, right. and hunting. Um, and, uh, you know, later on you interject some driving and that type of thing to kind of beef it up. But... To get to your question more directly is, um, if I'm not in the mood to film, I'm probably not going to film. Right. I just there's, It's hard to say, is there a time that you want to turn it on or turn it off? Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the time, I just want to turn it off. But <laughs> Agreed. I really have to, like, like now, I've got a hunt coming up here in a couple of weeks. Um, and it's an important one. It's an important hunt. It's an important uh, film that I'm doing or, or episode, video project that I'm working on with, with Vortex, with one of my partners. And so I'm already thinking about what I need to do from a production standpoint, from a filming standpoint, but I'm also working really hard with, um, you know, my gear and all that to make sure that I have a successful hunt with it too, mm-hmm. because it's a, it's a solo hunt You're out there camping on, you know, you'd be right on, right on the, the Mexican border. I mean, all these different things. And so, um, when, from a filming standpoint, I'm preparing now, right. And I'll put a lot of focus into that. Not every hunt is that way. A lot of hunts I'm going to, I'm just like, I can't wait to get there because I'm going to kill an elk. I want to go get into this spot. And all I'm thinking about is hunting. And there's been times where I don't even turn on the camera until I'm two or three days into it. Right. Um, because either the the game wasn't there or things just weren't happening. And then once I start getting into the action, then it's like, I'm a, I'll roll the camera here. So. Right. Because I feel like at the end of the day, you know, I'm going to produce some content based off of what I have. And if I've got something really awesome, then it's going to be a really cool video. If I just have basic footage, it's just going to be a basic video. You know? but, right. it, but it's going to be what it's going to be. It's, you know, what did I say? Truth is truth, and real is real. <laughs> there you, <laughs> you go. So.
0: Yeah, and I, and I think I've found myself. If I go into this hunt as I don't care if I get it on film, mm-hmm. then that's how the hunt goes. Right. Exactly. Right? right. And I and I found the opposite. If I go in there like. It is my goal to get this on film. It's a very, very different outcome. Mm-hmm. You know, even, even all the way up to the shot, you know? Cause I mean, I, you know as well as anyone, when you have the camera on the tripod and all this crap and you're stalking out there and it's like, you got a bow in one hand, and a tripod in the <laughs> other, you, you know. Yeah.
1: If you have a plan, you have to walk into it and say, okay, for this hunt to be successful from a you know, kill standpoint uh, and for it to be successful from a production standpoint, You have to walk into it and say I'm going to film now I'm going to film here then when I get to this when I start doing this I've got to be in hunt mode because I could bump elk or I could bump deer until I get into position here and I got to start calling you know so I'm going to film when I can film when it's a no-brainer like I'm not going to film myself walking over a horizon down into a draw unless I've already hunted out that draw right you know um and I'm not going to Do take any photos or anything unless it's the middle of the day and nothing is going on. Everything's in its bed and I've already had my morning hunt or anything else. That's when the majority of my filming actually happens, Mm -hmm. is when I'm not in the heat of the hunt. Because... In the heat of the hunt like you're you're 90 seconds to 90 minutes to a kill like you could could kill at any any point in there and you don't want to mess it up with the camera so that's when i get real cautious and start running the gopros you know and start doing all the, the close type of stuff um and forgetting about any cinematography or any of that kind of thing right and then after the hunt happens and everything then i might take a look at it and say okay i've got 40 minutes here while i'm processing this l this deer and getting it loaded in my pack Rather than filming myself do all that, which I've done a, a bazillion different times, I'm going to put do a little time-lapse here of the mountain side or whatever, or I'm going to get some macro shots of different things and kind of take that time, the off times, to get all right. the, the quote-unquote pretty, pretty shots, which I don't get very often.
0: Right. So. Well, I mean, that, that literally exact thing happened to me this year in South Dakota. You know, I glassed up this spot, made the way over there, now I'm 200 yards rather than a mile and a half, mm-hmm. you know, and I had lost him when he bedded and then he gets up and heads over towards the other two bucks and beds down and I'm like I'm, that's good, I'm gonna kill you now I see I see you, I see where you're bedded and I circle around and I did I get up there 51 yards or something, like no wind, very little and I'm like you're toast and I am dicking with the camera <laughs> and I get him in kind of in frame and there's Flipping yucca bush, and I'm like, I gotta raise that camera up a little higher. So I start going to start inching this thing up and inching this thing up, and I finally get it. And I moved or did something, and he turns and looks at me. And I'm like, yeah! you know, and he stands up, and I draw back and I go to shoot. And you know, that one stick that comes mm-hmm. out the middle of that damn mm-hmm. yucca bush, I hit that when I shot. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and there he goes, you know, but
1: that's, that's gotten me a couple of times where, you know, you're looking through the viewfinder. <laughs> and you see the view that you see, and then you come back, and you draw
0: your bow back or whatever, and, like, your visual is different, you mm-hmm. know? Um, yeah. And that's what I, I kept, like, I was kneeling down, you know, and I kept looking at the camera, and the height of my camera is, like, way over my head, and I'm thinking, I can see him fine. I'm like, what? I'm looking at these bushes and uh, thinking, what the hell is in the way, yeah. you know? It was crazy, but... It's it gets frustrating, but that's you know that's part
1: of the fun of it too. I think right? so. I mean, to be able to pull it off, it's just it's just gratifying. Yeah. And there's times too when it's time oh, to just lay the camera down and just throw it just away. go. Yeah. I've I've aired on that side uh, often lately, you know, and I feel like my my the, the film the production has suffered from that or a little bit, but you know, I don't know. You just got to be happy with what your what your accomplishing there right you know at the end of the day it, it, the more you do it the better you get at it yeah and the more natural everything comes you know um, absolutely and when it works out man there's nothing better than to be able to look back and say oh i had it the, i got it all on film this is just it's phenomenal. cool and you can piece it all together
0: and honestly my favorite thing is is taking it and getting to show my little boy yeah. yeah you know i mean it's just he, he wishes he was there you know yeah. and and there's just the, that's just not an option right now but I hey love buddy. being able to share it, man. It's oh, great. Like, hey, buddy, I got it. You're really, really good. I see you, daddy. Let's watch it. You yeah, know, and he yeah. just gets so ecstatic. And honestly, that does it for me yeah. more than 10,000 views or whatever on right, YouTube. Right. Just, just him yeah. his excitement. I'm just like, that was on point. Yeah. <laughs> you know, score. Yeah.
1: It's but, that's awesome. <laughs>
0: but and I and to your point, though, I think you know if if you look back at your hunt and You've got to figure out what you're going to be happy with, right? You know, are you, are you okay with trying to get everything perfect on the camera and probably no. letting animals pass? Or are you okay with missing a few things with the camera and shooting deer? You know, yeah. it depends what you're more focused on and what you're really wanting, I would assume. Well, you know? at this point, you know, um,
1: at, at this point, I'm not stalking deer or elk unless i have intention to kill it right know? and now it, it for me to have the intention to kill it it's got to be a pretty dang good animal right you know it's, it's a it's a bigger it's got to get the heart pumping right? yeah yeah and when that happens then i'm like okay if my heart's pumping i don't care about the canvas <laughs> you know and uh that's been that's been a fault for the last couple of years because you know the camera's laid down a few times but you know, like this year, this year I smashed an awesome whitetail. Oh, really? And it would have been really easy the way he came in. You know, it would have been really easy to just push that camera to the side and say, screw it. I'm not going to worry about it. But I didn't. I stuck to it, and it turned out perfect. Like, it turned really. out awesome. I mean, there's a little shake, obviously, because mm-hmm. you're bumping the arm and different things. But I got it all perfect, him coming in, mm-hmm. you know, bristling up at the, the deer that were in front of me. turn Quarter turning, walking away from the camera. You know, you can see you can see my stabilizer from my bow in the camera, and then you can see me kind of nudge the camera over and You're nudge right. it over with the bow. Right. And then I stop it, lean over, and just thwack it. You know, and it's like well, that turned out pretty That's good. That's cool. But out of a tree stand, I think it's easy. Like, I think it to me, it's almost like. I think it's, the it's easiest way to self film your hunt. I think it's definitely understand. easier, yeah. especially
0: especially something to you too. Yeah, especially if you have it set up right. Yeah. So, gee, that's all you do. I mean, everything's on remotes. Yeah. All the remotes are on your hand, and I'm not downplaying it. It's still hard to get everything lined up, yeah. draw your bow, and shoot something. It's, it's the it stressful
1: part of it. But if you really think about it and get yourself set up right, yeah, you know, and you've got the trail, and the trail is in the right <clears throat> spot, you know, or the travel corridor, or whatever it is. Then you can you can really pull it off. It's Did really you do that off.
0: somewhere like Idaho local or that was you? in
1: Oklahoma? Oklahoma, that that's Oklahoma. so cool. Yeah,
0: yeah, I've, I actually watched a couple of those. Some of that, man. That I, I always enjoy when I watch you hunt in Oklahoma because you know yeah. with the cows there and all this like oh, all the yeah. added yeah. stuff, it's just funny because I, I deal stress. with the same thing, yeah. you know. like effing cows man yeah. but off of a tripod you know on a on an elk hunt
1: or a mule deer hunt it's a lot i feel like it's a lot more difficult unless you are hunting in an ambush situation where you're hunting water you know or a, right a real dominant pinch or something like that but when you're moving in you know and the elk are screaming and they're rutting and moving through the trees and you're moving through the trees it's really really hard i mean this year i had a, the herd bull that i had been after for two weeks on the other side of it literally on the other side of a clump of trees probably 10 12 yards mm-hmm. laying in his bed screaming his head off and i'm on the back side of this trying oh. to figure out how i can make this work you right know? and finally you know in trying to make it work he hears something gets up and and walks away and as he comes out of the trees you know at that point it's perfect because the tripod goes down and i film him coming out of the trees but because he's nervous and because he's you know walking away, and so then your mind's like, i got to make this happen fast. So you're ranging, filming, and all that. And it's one of those cases where you look in the viewfinder, it's perfect, you get it, he walks into frame. I pulled out, drew back, and shot, and it hits a limb, you Uh know, of a tree that's on the side, and I don't know how the heck it happened, but there's just a limb hanging over and down that with that trajectory of the arrow, it clipped the the bottom of that, that limb. So that's just it's just how it happens but the majority of the time you don't even get those opportunities on camera because like I'm either going to kill him or I'm going to film him yeah you know? I mean take your pick yeah so it's hard it's really yeah it's it, that's it, why we do it though that's yeah.
0: part of why we do it you know the, 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 the extra challenge and it's just and like you said one of my most favorite things is being able to show my kids you know this yeah and if I put in a little more effort I can right right you know and that's and kind of like you said that, like with your white talent, you stuck to it, yeah. and I think that's, that's that's probably one of the biggest factors if you're willing to say, yeah, this is I need to just stick to it, yeah, it's what, amazing the stuff you'll get on camera.
1: <laughs> what backs you away from the stick itiveness is that time when the big buck walks in yeah. and you stick to it, and you don't get the shot because you stuck to it, yep, know, and you didn't take the opportunity, you're like you you're like I could have killed him three times right here, and I didn't because I was my uh, my hand was on the camera instead of not, you know, on my yep. my D loop, you know. So yeah, that's that, a, that's when it really kills you from it. That's but,
0: exactly how South Dakota. Was. So you just got to
1: get out and have a lot of experiences, do it yeah. more and more and more and more. And that's not everybody has the opportunity to be able to do that. And so that's where my advice is: is if you're, you know, if you haven't experienced a lot of those opportunities, don't let the stress of the cameras ruin your hunting. Hunting right. has always got to be first. The experience has always got to be first, and get get some kills under your belt you know right. i mean find some success and get some comfort levels in there the more more arrows that go through rib cages the more comfortable you're at you are yeah. with arrows going through the rib cage and, and then bring the filming into it a little bit you yeah
0: know? Um, i mean even but, start with something super simple like attack cam on your bow or something yeah exactly you know
1: i say put it on your head that's the the, the best place to do it because as soon as the trigger as soon as you pull the trigger it all Drops hell goes loose <laughs> yeah so put it on your head i mean there's there's no, I've tried every different way. I've mounted it to my shoulder, which actually is a pretty cool shot. But it's awkward, you know, to have different things. But Draw arm, shoulder? Yeah, yeah, I put it. The hard thing is is when I'm moving in and stocking and all that kind of thing, all you see is, like, the brush off to the side. Mm-hmm. Because then when you draw back, you've got to have it go to your side, right? Right. And then it's then it's it's dead on, you know. Yeah. So I guess the ideal setup would be a chest cam and an arm cam and a main cam. <laughs> You and a cam in
0: front of you that you're walking towards, and a drone above you watching you. And oh gosh!
1: <laughs> yeah, you
0: gotta get out of
1: it. What you get out of it, I guess. You know, it depends on what you, what level of production you're trying right. to produce. There, right. what's what's your? I always tell people to work backwards. What's your end goal in mind of what you want out of this yeah. film? Work backwards until you get to the point where you've got your gear list uh-huh. and your shot list and everything that you feel like you're going to need to make it successful but at the end of the day a go uh, you know a, a point of view camera on your head off your left eye when you're bow hunting is probably going to capture more than anything right it's it's a really cool cool shot
0: yeah that's cool so with this hunt you said you have coming up in a couple of weeks mm-hmm. are you hunting mule deer coos deer or something nope, different odd uh,
1: cool that again i've killed a couple already it's a it's a diy hunt you know free range type of a deal that it isn't it is it is in texas um you know, so it's it's on private property, but you you wouldn't tell the difference of, of hunting right. there or, or the middle of Wyoming. Um, you know, I think a lot of people get a misconception of Texas. Well, then it's it's in a fence or somewhere. Yeah, and, and it's it's some of the hardest hunting. The, the first sheep that I had killed down there, it took me two trips. You know, the first trip I went down with my brother, and we didn't see a ram that where we could hunt. And and uh, then I was able to go back and hunted five days until I finally saw one ram. You know, and was able to kill him. And then the next time I went on, I did go to one of those places where there was a ton of sheep with my friend Riley and you know it's still free range and all that but they just had bazillions of, sheep. Just tons of them. Yeah, huh? This hunt I'm doing again is is more similar to the first one you gotcha. know, it's uh, with my friend Mike McKinney uh, lined it out and it's just go down there and you've got you know some bits and pieces of different different land yeah. owners that you can you can access and if the sheep are there great if they're not tough yeah. right it's not tough like you shit do, yeah yeah so it'll it'll be a good fun hunt sleeping in the back of the truck and there you go just doing it so that sounds and, like uh, fun <clears throat> so it'll, it should be turn out good
0: yeah i've never hunted oddad i uh i filmed a mule deer hunt in new mexico this year and uh ended up becoming pretty good friends with the guides mm-hmm. and they they had mentioned they're like man you just, just come back with us we'll get a just getting over the counter tag and we'll all just go hunt together just go have fun and yeah. like sure you know I, they're like we just call it the poor man sheep hunt you know that's right, they said that's they're right. a lot more like sheep i i know nothing about them tim honestly i man, just my experience
1: with it is um it's like hunting mule deer really yeah yeah I mean, that's it's, cool i like I mean, hunting mule deer i feel like i don't know it's a lot like hunting just for a big mule deer gotcha I like,
0: but. that's awesome that's cool yeah i don't and uh, honestly, I don't. I mean, I don't really score anything else. I shoot yeah. anyway, so he that wouldn't be any different. But I don't. I would assume the length and the mass is what Probably. you're looking for. I guess I Probably honestly have his no biggest, idea.
1: Biggest baddest on the mountain. <laughs> there you, you go. know I, I think my first <laughs> ram was 32 inches on one side and 31 something on the other side. The second ram, quite a bit shorter, but he had 13 inch bases. You know, just a massive beast. Um, right. It doesn't matter if the crank gets going, I'm I'm
0: going. Yeah, you know, that, that's but. what I tell people. So, I actually, when I was in Kansas with these guys with Baku, I filmed them last year, and uh, uh, their son Colton over here, right behind you, he mm-hmm. had he hadn't shot anything with a bow yet. Super close, missed a couple, and just hadn't, and uh, he uh, he sends me a text or something like that, or, or at, later that night, and it was the first night we were there, and he had he had had a little basket rat whitetail come by, and he said. He showed me all these pictures like man i i don't know if i should have shot him i i don't know and, and i just looked at him i said well did you get excited yeah and he he said no i really didn't i said well then you didn't shoot him i said if something walks by and you get excited shoot it yeah I, it it don't matter you know yeah. and i just i guess that's probably what instagram and all that crap has done to it but yeah, i right I, right. I that's that's what i tell people i'm like look if you're on your first elk hunt and a cow elk walks by and you're excited shoot it. Be excited. Have fun. Experience it. Why not? I don't know. I just, I get too excited though, probably. (laughs) Well, I look at it like, um, if you,
1: if you, if you have that excitement, shoot it. Because afterwards, you're probably going to, you you may, you may look at it and say, oh, I should have held out. I should, you might have a regret, right? Well, at that point, it doesn't matter. Like right. once that excitement level hits that, you know, mash the trigger level, then you've, you've succeeded. Like yeah. that's what you're out there for, uh-huh. right, is to hit that that level of, a, of just adrenaline and, and you've experienced what you were out there to experience. Right. Then afterwards, then that's when your mind starts Doing things, and then you start thinking about well, but my buddy's buck was bigger, and this yep. was bigger, and this and that. That doesn't matter one bit because <laughs> you've already achieved your your goal at that point.
0: Yeah, so. and I, I, like I had a guy tell me the best oh. way I've ever heard it put. He said I had a I had a client call in because he owns a like a tag booking service or whatever, however that's explained. And he he said, so on this tag, you know, should I what kind of animal should I hold out for? And he said, man, he said. If it's a cow, if it's a Spike, he said it doesn't matter. If it gets you excited, he said, what a shame to not put an exclamation point on that situation by shooting yeah. it. Yeah. Sometimes you know, I-, I like
1: having multiple exciting encounters, multiple exclamation points in one uh, <laughs> yeah. in one trip. You know, like I get excited when an animal walks to you and it's so close. You're like, that was super exciting. It's a different type of an excitement, right? Like if if you know, something that I know I'm not going to kill, but it comes through and does whatever. You know, whatever make, an animal lays does. a scrape in front of me or shreds a tree, whatever. Then it's like, wow, oh, that was freaking awesome. But that doesn't mean I should have I should have killed it. Should have exactly. That it's, but when something comes in and and your the first your first reaction is is I, I want that one. Yeah. You know? Um, then let it happen. But a lot of times, you know, sometimes. You'll see it and you're like, I want that one. And then as he comes in, you're like, eh, maybe I don't want that right. one. Right. You know, that's a, right. it's, you just have to just be happy with the decision that you make and yep. not get caught up in what your buddy's doing or what they're going to say
0: of you or whatever <laughs> else. You know, it's like, hey, yeah. you know
1: what? This is, this is what it is.
0: So, yeah. So you went on, uh, I believe, a sheep hunt with your with your son, didn't you? No, we didn't end up doing that. Oh, gotcha. So when we
1: first started looking at it with my friend Eric up there in Alaska where I went did my doll hunt, um, we thought there, there's a special youth hunt. So he, he didn't have any—he had a, his year booked. This was last year, so this would have been 19—or <laughs> 18, now 19— he had his, year, his season booked for the regular season, but there was a special youth hunt that you could take a youth out the week before mm-hmm. and have that, that that period of time where it's only youth. And so he's like, hey, let's get your boy down here, and, and we'll do him. We'll guide him, and you can come and film it and everything else. And uh, so we started talking about that and lining that out. Then he, did, he started looking at the back end of it, um, and it's... It's a special youth hunt, but it still follows the same rules of next of kin. So it either right. has to be uh, Alaskan resident or a non-resident, but the non-resident still has to qualify for the next of kin rule, which would be, you know, a next of kin that lives as is a resident of Alaska. Gotcha. Which you know my family doesn't have at this point. So right. So that made him ineligible, even though it was a special youth hunt. Oh, okay. Which was a real bummer, because I was talking about that and really excited to do it. Oh, I can imagine. And, was he uh, pretty excited, too? Yeah. Yeah, he oh, was He was cool. He was that's cool. Because he, had, of course, had seen my hunt and, you know, wanted to do it, but, uh, you know, on a special opportunity, yeah, but... You know then I thought about it. I'm like, man, inter- introducing you know a 15 year old to a adult sheep right off the get go. Like my kid, does, he
0: might ruin it. He deserves
1: him. it, but he hasn't earned it. No, just kidding. <laughs> and, you know, and and you start thinking of that. But you know his, his sense. His his first animal was a turkey. You know this year, and right? Then, that's so. And cool. He was able to kill a big, big, big hog. You know, um, on a friend's ranch there in California. And, He's just he's had some really good experiences we took him out he had a, a good deer tag in nevada this year and we hunted hard for a couple of days because it was dang high schoolers man they he was a freshman and um stink their workload is just incredible <laughs> you know from from junior high and you can only miss a few days and he had he had had he had been sick quite a bit before that so he didn't have any days to miss yeah it's just we didn't have the time you know to put into it right and we got him on just a bomber of a buck you know that that he made a great stock we had to push hard because we we spotted the buck just before just before sunset we covered about a mile to get to it just hauling butt and he i'm filming it and he keeps turning around and he's like hurry dad hurry dad and i'm literally i'm not kidding i was trying to keep up with him and then then we get up there and he's like dad you got to be quiet (laughs) like he turned into me which was really obnoxious (laughs) because i was like what he's exactly me he's like he's like dad now you got to stay down right here he's like you got to be quieter he says just put the just lay the camera down let's just get up here and kill it you know And, and i'm like okay and i let him take the lead that's cool until we got to a point where he was where he started to question it because he didn't know what to do right because right. the deer weren't weren't in view we were on the ridge we needed to be on the deer weren't in view and at that point he didn't know what to do so he backed off and he's like dad what do we do and i said just hold tight they're gonna pop out down here somewhere because they they had hurt us you know we saw mm-hmm. him dive into like let's just get set up right here and just wait so we got set up he laid the rifle down on the, the bag and He was up with his binoculars looking. I'm like, Hudson, you just need to get on your rifle because when they come out, they're going to be be 180 yards right there in front of you. They're going to come out down here somewhere. So just get on the rifle and, you know, be looking right here. Man, I couldn't pull him away from those binoculars. He's looking and looking and looking. And finally they popped out down lower than where he was looking. And I'm like, Hudson, right down here. And, And when he saw those bucks, he was like, got on the gun and is on these deer and they're moving at this point right and i'm like just let them stop because we had this entire mountainside for him to get out of our view and um they'd go and then they'd stop in a bunch and he's like i can't shoot and i was really 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 proud of him they get to a point you know midway through the mountain finally the buck that he wanted cleared and i'm like there he is and hudson's like i can't find him in the scope Because we had the scope cranked cranked way up, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and he just struggled getting him. And so he's like, there he is. No, he's gone. And and so at that point, the adrenaline was just going crazy. Right. Because he felt the opportunity slipping away, you know. Finally, it gets up close to skyline. and He's like, I got him. And he pulled the trigger, and he had forgot to take it off safety. Oh, no. And takes it off safety. And at that point, then the deer gets on the skyline, and he goes, Dad, should I shoot him? And I said, yes, no. (laughs) <laughs> you know, I'm like, my as a dad, I was like, I want him to so pull bad. this trigger so bad and kill this deer. And you can hear me say, yes, go ahead. No, 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 no. And I backed him off. And the deer went over, went over the ridge and everything. And uh, it wasn't that he couldn't have made the shot, or that I know that there's nothing over there because we're in the middle of the mountains. Nothing, right? God and everybody, know? yeah. But if you if you look at you know the one of the first things they teach you in hunter safety is know your backdrop and no skyline yep. shots and everything else there. And he had gone through that hunter safety course, you know, and had I let him do that, then at that point he automatically knows it's okay to push the it's okay to bend the rules right. a little bit, Right. You know? And I just didn't feel, plus I thought we'd get on some more deer later on, which we didn't, that was his last opportunity. Yeah,
0: that's hard, you know, I I took my son and he was, I think he was only five at the time to Georgia Mm -hmm. and uh, had a buddy there and there there's, you know, it's not like where we're used to where you have to be 12, you just hunt, Mm -hmm. you know, And, and we took him in there and that little guy was getting up in the morning excited We'd bundle him all up because it's like December 29th, which is not as cold in Georgia as here, but it's a different kind of cold, you know? Mm. And he would sit there on my lap, and we did it for I don't even know how many hours we sat in the blind. We never saw a single deer. Wow. I felt so terrible because <laughs> here he is. He's like, yeah, we're going to go kill a deer in yeah, Georgia. Yeah. I'm going to shoot my first deer, you know, just the whole trip there. And first one we get up there, you know, where he's all excited, you know? And it got to the point where I just I let him watch movies on my phone, and I just tried my best to stay attentive, you know, and alert. And man, I felt so bad for him because he tried so hard, you know. But that's a bummer. It it is a bummer. At the same point, because I remember growing up, and I don't know how it was when you were growing up, but my dad took me to an area where they had to be three points or better. Oh, really? And and that's what the area was where we were was close where we hunted. You know, that's how it was. Yeah. And i didn't get shooted here deer for a long time yeah
1: we killed all our first year walking from the house (laughs) at the back and my dad wasn't a hunter you know but right we had tags and we didn't have driver's licenses so it was like okay you go behind the house you know (laughs) take the motorcycle back or whatever i'll never forget the first racked buck that i shot i think it was the second year that i hunted i was probably 14 15 something like that I shoot this buck up behind the house, of course, and what do I do? I drag him back to the house, the two and a half miles or whatever. <laughs> what else you Actually drag do? Actually, back to the road, like two miles or right. something. Like, Man, had I known, what do you I, know? I think now? every kid, they Should need have to drag to a deer at, at least a mile, just, at least just just to do it. You know, <laughs> I'll never forget how hard that was to drag that stupid thing. Golly, because I thought that's what you did—you right? drugged the deer off the mountain. Right. You know? <laughs> So, I
0: could just see. I'm gonna make term. my son
1: drag his first deer off the mountain. I don't even care.
0: <laughs> the truck is right over there, Dad. Let's. Can you help me? No. Nope, no. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Get her over there. It's
1: on you, dude. Make him grab the hind leg too, so it's against <laughs> <Yeah>. the grain. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, uh. I drug a deer on my motorcycle. I shot this deer. I drug it with my motorcycle out down through this little ravine from the hind legs. Man, I got that thing to the bottom, and it looked like it looked like you had skinned it. There was not. A, <laughs> hardly any hair on that thing
0: i remember the first like, animal cow. i quartered it was an elk i'd never i've heard of it right but i had never actually quartered it each oh, socket yeah. before yeah. and i don't even know i was in my teens and i just go to like slicing and cutting and i even I just like dropping them in the dirt and my dad gets there and he's like what the hell <laughs> what happened <laughs> yeah. but
1: yeah my, well, da- my dad came and helped me drag an elk out one time uh shot an elk with my buddies brett and brad Gambit. <clears damn> and <throat> on a Saturday, and then, of course, Sunday rolls around, and and, uh, they had to be somewhere, and Dad came up and helped me drag, but we drugged the elk off the mountain. I'm like, what were we (laughs) thinking? Was there at least snow? It was steep. No, no snow, but it was a steep mountain, and we were able to get the truck right to the bottom. Gotcha. Right to the bottom ravine. That's another story there. (laughs) Letting the truck run out of oil. It's an old 72 Chevy that my brother Boyd owns, and took it up there, and and uh, anyway, we drugged this elk out and drug it right into the back of the truck hole. You know, a big six-point bull elk, me and my dad. It's like, Man. He didn't know any better. My dad didn't hunt. He didn't, right, right. didn't know any difference. And I'm a kid, you know, teenager, dragon elk. So <laughs> what are you thinking? Well, I don't know.
0: Well, Tim, I it appreciate it. Thank I, you. I, I do. I, well, can't, no. I can't thank you enough for swinging by and hopping on the podcast. We'll uh, enjoy it. do another one talk about. We'll figure out something.
1: Yeah. No, I hope about. everything goes good for you with your yeah. uh, film production company. looks like you're filming a lot of stuff.
0: I, It's funny because, fun. yeah, you know, when people are like, well, man, you've been filming a lot. I'm like, look, honestly, I just tried to press record. Just, Smash uh, that shutter button, Honestly, man. like, it's only ever happened to me once when I didn't, and it was on my own hunt. Uh-huh. I double tapped it, shot this antelope. I I don't know, 74 yards, you watch that arrow just, and I'm yeah. watching it, and I knew he was in frame, and I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be a wicked video, and I reach over, and I grab it, and I pan as he's running away, uh-huh. and he falls down the sagebrush, and I look by and says, stand by, I about through the yep. camera down the mountain.
1: <laughs> I've done that. I've got a lot, of, uh, a lot of good kills in frame, but just not on record. <laughs> you know? that's, that's what it is. There's yeah. plenty, of, plenty of time to do, to get it done right, I guess. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, no, thank you. Yeah, for swinging by, and we'll do one, do one again. Yeah, sounds good. All right. Thanks, Tim.